0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org.
1: The book of Proverbs clearly warns that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Apparently, having and exercising this spiritual virtue called hope is so important to our spiritual health and well-being that not having it operating in our lives can actually make us sick. Like hope is weakened in the natural, the root cause of a weakened hope spiritually is usually associated with weariness and impatience or boredom, resulting oftentimes in a very subtle but spiritually dangerous lifestyle which, left unattended, may be difficult to correct. In this amazing six-day series entitled, When Hope Weakens, Pastor Ray warns of its most common causes. Bad teaching, bad influence, ignorance of the power of prayer, compromise and a return to habitual sin. So if the Lord's voice is getting faint and difficult to hear, with weariness and hopelessness creeping in, and you're wondering, what's happened to my victory? Be reminded that God cares deeply about your desires, and with God, delay doesn't always mean
2: denial. In due season, we shall reap Uh you know, I, and I tell this story. When we were looking for buildings back then, um, my heart just saw, in my heart, I saw a brand new building. But, you know, in reality, it was just not feasible because we didn't have the money. And trying to buy property here in Westchester County, big enough to put up a church to sit 500 people, to you know, to seat 500 people and a parking lot big enough to hold, you know, a couple hundred cars at least or 100 and. 50 cars or whatever. How are you going to find in a location that everyone can find? To me, it was impossible. And you know, the funny part of it, about it is that when I thought about building a building or, or transplanting our church from Porchester, I always thought White Plains would be the best place. That was really in the depths of my heart. I was almost afraid to say it because in reality, I realized how impossible it looked. In the natural, it just wasn't going to happen because, first of all, White Plains is a big city. There's no property here. Oh, boy, I didn't know that God had put a parcel of land aside for living word church from before the foundation of the world. You see? And likewise, you don't know what God has put aside for you. You don't know what God has got stamped with your name on it right now. You don't know what God has just protected and put aside just for you but the key is that it has to be due season. Because you might come into it prematurely and ruin it, wreck it, kill it. You might die in the process because you can't handle it. Hallelujah. Pastor, I want to be in business. I'm praying for a business. When God's going to give me a business, I want a business. I want a business. I want a business. I've known people that have prayed that way, forced their way into it, and went out of business faster. I mean, went out of business faster than they went into business. Because they weren't ready. Trusting God means that I do my part. My part is to believe the word, act on the word, speak the word, hold the word, hold my faith, actively do whatever I can do and just keep on going, giving glory to God every day. Do not become weary in your well-doing, for in due season, there is a due season in the mind and the will and the purpose of God for everything that you desire and want and seek. Here's another one. This is where a lot of people mess up. Now, if, if I'm talking to you, just look straight ahead and don't turn around. Nobody will know I'm talking. Don't, don't turn red now because we'll know that I'm speaking to you. Young, young people, not even young people, older people, second time around relationships, first time around relationships, trying to force the issue. Want to get married, want to get married, got to find a mate, got to find a mate, got to ma- I mean, they're like in heat. <laughs> let's, be, let's be truthful about it. I mean, got to find a mate, got to find a mate. I mean, slow down. What are you in a hurry for? Are you trusting God? Are you trusting Jesus? Do you want just anybody to come into your life? I mean, they'll pick up any old Tom, Dick, or Harry. Do you not know that God has in his mind and his will, uh, I'm not going to say the ideal person, but he has the ideal uh, type of person that he has for you. And you, you make that choice in your life. But let God lead you in that direction and don't, and don't try to force it. And I've seen people rush into that kind of thing and get married and wreck their whole lives. Lives just fall apart. Why? Because it wasn't the due season. First of all, you know, since we're on this thing and we do have some single people here, we do have some married people that act like single people. So we might as well address them as well. Right. Let's face it. The fact of the matter is that if you're going to have a solid relationship, let's, you know, we're talking about relation, due season, then, in, in, you know, it would seem to me that there would be some preparation if you want to be married, if you want to own a business, if you want a better life, if you want, you know, live in a better place or you want to fix up the place you have, well, then you, you, you need to prepare yourself for that. You, you don't just, you know, you say, I'm miserable. I'm, listen, if you're a miserable single, you're going to be miserable married. You're going to be more miserable married. You know, if you're miserable, you know, where, wherever you are in life right now, if you're, you're going to be miserable wherever you go, misery is going to follow you because misery is in your heart. Dennis. If you're trusting God, then you're lighthearted. You're excited because you know God's got your future and your life in the palm of his hand, and he knows the due season in your life. He, you're trusting him, and every day as you're not getting weary and well-doing but doing what you know to do, and do it with all of your heart. God is day by day leading you to his due season for your life. And that's, that's how this works. He's leading you to that. So he says, in due season, let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season, There is a due season in the mind of God. And usually that due season is preparation time. One of the ways that I found out that you can quicken, you know, hasten the due season or that that process in your life. And I'm not saying you're going to force the hand of God because oftentimes God is waiting for you to change something. Like, Like you may be believing God for prosperity, but until you learn how to balance your checkbook, God ain't going to give you no prosperity. You're going to mess it up. You're still going to... People say, well, I bounce checks because I don't have any money. If I had money, I wouldn't bounce checks. You're a liar. You bounce checks because you don't balance your checkbook and you don't know how much money you have. I've heard people say, well, I'm afraid to add up. I'm afraid to, to do that because I'm afraid of what I'm going to come up with. I don't want to know. Don't tell me. I'm just going to, you know, I'm walking by faith.
1: Yeah, yeah, real we'll faith.
2: No, you're walking by foolishness. How is God going to prosper you if you don't take the time to learn how to balance a checkbook, how to do business? I want to be in business. Why? You don't even know how to talk to people. You're going to scare all your customers away. One session with you, they're going to run run right to the right to your competitor. I mean, you know, you can't be arrogant, nasty, ugly. I've heard people in business, you know, talk to people. Someone was just, today we had an experience. Betsy went to go pick up a pizza at at one of the local pizza shops and they had raised the price. And we go, listen, Thursday we have pizza. Thursday's church pizza day for the staff. So, amen. Thank you, (laughs) Kareem. And I eat my share while I'm here. But, but. Betsy goes to pick up the pizza. Last week it was $28. This week the same order was 30 something dollars. And she just questioned the man. She said, Well, how come you know, last week was 28 And he said something nasty back to her. And she was ticked, man. Don't get Betsy ticked. I talked to Doug about it. Don't get Betsy mad. <laughs> Doug's got some war stories now. <laughs> So Be- Betsy, Betsy, you know, Betsy answered him. He, he said, so she said, how come it was, you know, uh, 30 some dollars this week? And he said, uh, do you ask the, the gas station when the gas price goes up? <laughs> so, you know, Betsy quipped back at him and said something and some lady turned into her. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you got your, you know, you don't mess with Betsy. But anyway, <laughs> my point is you can't treat customers like that. I said, to her, you know, you know, what would have been a good response? You said to him, is that the way you treat all your customers? I buy, I buy here every week that's an answer i think you're a very poor businessman you can't treat you can't be praying and believing god for a business you don't have to talk to people you don't know how to do business you don't know how to make wise choices if you can't make wise choices in your home you're never going to make them in your business hallelujah glory to god revelation Revelations just pouring out from heaven tonight <laughs> You can't, you can't run a business and, or have a public place that people come to and you don't know how to keep it clean and smelling right and looking right and uh, all you want to do is be in the business to pocket money, pocket money, never put it back into... You, you, God can't give you a business or increase or bless your business because you don't know the right thing to do with it. So you'll stay at a level... And you will not, you know, you may get into that, but you're, gonna stay, you're never going to break through to the next level. You're never going to see the fulfillment of your dream and vision. And there's a due season. God has it in his mind, but he's waiting on you. Because the, the more quickly you learn, the more quickly you, you uh, grow, the more quickly you become obedient to the word of God and to, to what the Lord is speaking to you and to what wise counsel sometimes is speaking to you. See, I'm not here just preaching for myself. I'm preaching for you, you know? I mean, I love to preach, and, and I, I couldn't do anything else in life, and I, I would be miserable if I couldn't preach anymore. I mean, you know, they talk about retirement. I don't want to hear that word. No way. I'm talking about refirement. I'm looking for a retirement. You see, but I'm here preaching every week to help you with the principles of God's word to grow and to increase. But if you won't listen to my counsel or the counsel that God is speaking and the wisdom that you're getting or should be getting through the word of God that I prepare and I give to you by the direction of the Lord, then you're going to stay at your level. You're never going to grow. And I see people sit in in church like a bump on a log. Goes in one ear. It doesn't even go one ear. It doesn't even get into one ear. If it got in one ear, there might be some hope that it would stick somewhere between passing from this ear through this ear. It doesn't even go that far. It just goes, bloop, boom, it just goes right over. See, and and this is the truth. You know, you're going to grow weary in your well-doing because there is a due season. But I found out about that due season is that it really has a lot more to do with me than it has to do with God. It has to do with my ability to really step into that level of blessing or that place or that whatever it is that I'm looking for. You see, like, let's go back to single people single people, if you just devoted yourself to the work of God, if you devoted yourself to prayer, if you devoted yourself to be growing into a woman of God, into a man of God, that was a person of integrity and holiness and righteousness, I guarantee you there'll be men lining up to swoop you off your feet and women that will be falling at your feet looking for you. Well, I didn't get too many amens on that one. You think it's all in the way you flip your hips. (laughs) The way you pump your muscle, man. Nope. I'm telling you. I remember some some years ago in my beginning days, and I think I've told you this story, but I, I, I was asked by this young fellow who was uh, coming to the church where I was the assistant pastor. He wanted to get together with me, and he, we got together and we went out to, to dinner at some diner, and we're sitting there, and we were just having, you know, small, chatty conversation. He got on to the issue, and the issue was that he was miserable, being alone, and he was lonely, and he wanted to get married, and he was young, I and mean, he was in his early 20s, miserable, lonely, wanting to get married, and I said, okay, well, let's see what, what kind of woman are you looking for he said well I want a godly woman I want a woman who prays a woman who studies the bible a woman who can be a good wife and take good care of me and cook for me and clean my house and I'm going through all this list and I'm thinking to myself I don't see any of these qualities in you so I turned around and I said to him I said you know what I have bad news for you a woman like that ain't going to be looking for a guy like you I'm really sorry, sir, but I don't think a, a woman like that's going to want a man like you. He, he, I'm, I literally, he almost swallowed his fork. He had a fork full of food. He almost swallowed his fork. He looked at me like, whoa, what are you talking about, pastor? I, I said, well, you know, my friend, I really think that if you want that kind of woman, then you're going to have to understand that kind of woman's going to be looking for a guy that's all of that and more. That's why, that's why. You know, I'm telling some of the single people, this ought to be a singles conference right now, but I'm telling the single people, don't you, don't you sell out for no, you know, some cheapo Cheeto. You're worth more than that. Right. Vice versa, man, don't, you know, don't sell out for that. You, you, you wait, see, in due season, in due season, You know, so you plug that into any equation you want to plug it into, whether you're talking about a business or you're talking about a promotion. You're not going to get a promotion. Oh, God, I want financial prosperity. I want increase. You go to work late. You leave early. You're grouchy. You're ugly. You don't you're not nice to anybody. Come on. You don't do your work. You're cheating because you're you're having prayer time. You're not getting paid to pray. They're not paying you to pray. Whoa, that's the spiritual thing to do. No, it's the wrong thing. The spiritual thing to do is to give your employer the time that he's paying you for. And if you should be working, you shouldn't be praying, and you shouldn't be on the phone chatting with, you know, sister so-and-so who needs your help and agreeing in prayer. You're a cheater. You're cheating. How are you going to prosper if you don't work, you know, in the way you're supposed to work with integrity. How are you going to do that? How, how's God going to prosper that? And sometimes we get weary, and it's not God that's withholding. It's us that, is, that are, we're not growing. We're not dealing and doing, dealing with and doing the things we ought to be doing so that God can bring that blessing into our lives. See, and I know we've done a lot of laughing here tonight, but this is very serious business. It's, not a, it's very, very serious. And um, so, so he says in due season... We will reap, we will reap if we do not lose heart, if our heart stays on track. in one verse, said, if we do not quit, but I like that if we do not lose heart, if our heart stays on track and our heart stays focused and our heart stays in right condition, we're going to end up reaping the very things that we have set out to reap, the things we're believing for, the things that we're trusting God for, the things that we're praying for. We're going to reap those things. But understand that due season, because some people are are in this position in this place and i want to help you 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 can't be you know not balancing your checkbook not going to work on time um you know leaving early cheating your way through the day just grabbing a paycheck and not doing you know giving the best that you can give to that company and think that god is going to promote you beyond where you are your due season is never going to come because god can't bless that so, so my advice is you do the best with what you have, even if it's not the ultimate, even if it's where you don't want to be. Say, so, well, I don't want to be here. I hate this place. I've been there. I've been, I was in a job that I hated. I mean, we're not supposed to have hatred, but I hated it. <laughs> and I couldn't stand the man that I worked for. This is going way back, way, way back. And, and I was in that, and I, was, I felt stuck, and I felt trapped, and I felt, I, I, I mean, I just like uh, dragged myself to work every day. Anybody here know what I'm talking Listen, I wasn't always a pastor and a preacher. I worked just like you did out in the world. I know what it is. I know what the politics, I know the ungratefulness and, and the, 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 you know, how they use you and they abuse you. And, and it, was, it was tough. It was really tough. But it was at that time when I was starting to bring my life back to the Lord and I knew there was something more and I just changed my whole attitude. So for the time that I'm going to be here, I'm just going to do the best that I can do. I'm not going to compromise my principles because I was in a situation where my boss wanted me to cheat and lie and steal and do all kinds of things and I just refused to do it. He got, the more I refused to do it, the madder he got, the hotter he got till, till finally we just decided that it was best to just part company. Well, it didn't, wasn't quite that sweet. Well, I was a young Christian. I was just getting, you know, I lost my temper, and I blew my stack, and I ran out. I learned. You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I learned. That's not the way to do it. You know, so I did have to go back and apologize, I didn't mean to say those things, and I didn't mean to be hot-headed about it, and, but I think it's best, you know, I've made my decision. I'm not coming back, you know? So I know what it is to be out there, but I've learned over the years that if you're going to get from one place to the next... You have to do it by and through the principles of God. And if you want that due season to shorten, then start to get prepared right now for whatever it is that you want God to do in your life. See? Like I said, well, I want a new car. Well, I believe you ought to clean. You You say, well, have an old jalopy. You ought to have the cleanest, most sparkling old jalopy that anyone has ever seen. Well, there's all rust on it. That's all right. Just wash the rust. Let it be clean rust. Well, I have rips in the, in the well, get some tape and tape it up. And, and thank God every day for that jalopy, thank you, Lord, that I don't have to walk. I still thank God for my car because there was a time in my life where I didn't have a car and I had to walk. I took trains and buses, and I'll never forget, I used to stand on a street corner in the freezing cold, snow, rain, sleet, or hail, waiting for a bus to get home at night from work. And I'd see everybody just drive by perfectly warm in their car, you know, drive these And I'm standing on a street corner, wet, cold, hungry, tired, working all day, waiting for a bus. Or standing at a train station all by myself in a dark train station in not such a good area of town, waiting for a train, thinking, dear God, I hope a train gets here before I get mugged. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. That's the truth. And I did that for a really long time. And all the while, I was, and it was when I was first coming back, you know, to the Lord, all the while, believing God for a car, putting my faith on a car. I wasn't making that much money, but God worked it out to where I could buy my first car. And I I said something back then. I will never drive a used car again because I had a bunch of jalopies that fell apart. The last car I had, one of the last cars I had, I was pulling out of a parking lot and the axle snapped right in half. Right at the entrance or at the exit of a parking lot. And I thought to myself, I had enough. Enough is enough is enough. And then I I had another car. The cables used to break and snap. And I thought, you know what? This is it. I will never own another. I will walk, take a bus or train until God manifests a car in my life. But you know what? I said that to this day from that day, and that was in 1980, I've never driven a used car since. Because I said it with my mouth and I pursued it. And I didn't get weary for that year and a half or two years that I took trains and buses and relied on other people to help me every one every day. Thank you, good Lord. I believe car I believe in a brand new car. I will never drive a second hand car again. A car is coming. I believe it. I thank you, Father, for it. I see it. I see I smell the leather. <sniffs> I feel that nice smooth ride. I can just feel it. Back then, it was a big deal if you had an AM FM radio with an 8 track. Y'all laughing, huh? What are you laughing at? There's going to be a day when you're going to look back and And that was a big deal if you had an AM FM radio. You were hmm, you were humming, man. Stereo. Woo! And if you had air conditioning, wow, that was the cats Not a, cars didn't come with air conditioning back then. Right? It was extra. Now you would you not come I'm buying it. Back then it was extra to buy a car with air conditioning. So anyway, the point is that in the due season, I had to have the right attitude. I had to have the right attitude. I just thank God, glorified God, took care of what, you know, took care of my life. And God hastened that due season to where he gave me the brand new car. And I've always driven a brand new car from that day to this. And that was even before I was in the ministry. So I don't think the ministry supplied me, put me in the place to get a, a new car. I was driving new cars before I was in the ministry because I found out how to have faith and how to use it and believe God and watch God make a way for me to where I could afford the car, drive the car, and enjoy the car. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, all right, we got to quit. Do not grow weary in well-doing, for at the proper time or in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray.